LinkedIn presents. This is part one of Susie Castillo and I have a podcast. Yo and hello, I am Vinny Padestivo. This is I Have a Podcast. And on today's episode, I get to introduce you to someone that I just, you know, I just known since day one that she was a star. She just stood out by being her beautiful, awesome, funny, naturally charming self, living her dream life in New York City on TRL. You know, we actually kind of got to live that dream life side by side for a couple of years together. And we launched a network together. Yeah, we launched MTV Trace together. And I'm talking about Suzy Castillo. And I just can't wait to share this conversation with you. I remember one time being in your office at MTV and we were talking about casting tapes and you were like, do you want to see your casting tape? And I was like, oh my God, I'd love yeah. to. I've never seen it. And you popped in the VHS tape and yeah. into your VCR in your, in, in your office. And I watched it and I was horrified. I was like, Vinny, uh, I got this job because of that. I was like Susie on crack. So if there was ever, a ver that was like the MTV version of Susie that, you know, I got the job, but then, you know, and I learned so much too, right. About being a host on, on MTV. I oh, mean, talk just managing your energy and yeah. volume. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was such a great learning experience and we had so much friggin' fun in New York. Matt and I still talk about it. We're like, holy shit. Like, the time that we lived in New York, like we friggin' lived in New York. Like it just, we, you know, we did it right. And New York was living. Was oh my like, God. Like, things were happening. Like yes. you, and you had to be there for them to yes. see it and be there. And it was, I feel like we got to experience New York at its best. You know, those years that I was at MTV and working in Times Square. And you know, I remember all the beaches. We hated coming to LA to do stuff in LA because we didn't get treated the same way. Like in New York, we were celebrities in New York and like yes. in Manhattan. I mean, Matt would call Nobu on like a Saturday at three o'clock in the afternoon and get us a table by just saying, oh, it's, it's for Susie Castillo, MTV VJ. And we'd get a table, you know? So it was like stuff, you know, like that, you know, that whole celebrity treatment. I get and it. First off, I loved working in entertainment in New York because most people are in finance or health or, and when you, we would go out, we would be out with bankers and we would be out with doctors and, and not traditional, yeah. you know, media people. And, and I remember even when I was in New York, people would be like, well, what do you do for a living? And I would be like, I work on Broadway. Uh, we did 1515 Broadway right there I'm not gonna yeah. tell you I work at a cable network I, how embarrassing I thought to myself oh my god so silly, the voices, the it is it sure is story there are stories to work at MTV? Like, so 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 we didn't meet until your audition process and things were already in line with you and you had already won a title I did. You had already had some momentum going. Did you know you wanted to work at MTV? Was that the place where you were like? No, it wasn't even on my radar. I mean, I, I did the you know Miss USA pageant and you know was crossing my fingers that I would win because I knew that it would help me get to LA. And you know, growing up in Massachusetts, it's a long way to go, right? Three thousand miles across the country. Yep. But I knew that if I wanted to live out this dream of working in entertainment. Um, I'd had to move out there. And um, when I did the pageant and won, two weeks later, I signed with William Morris Agency. And my focus was on acting, actually. I immediately yeah. like got I was, myself. I just, I, the second you said that, I remember that. 
Yeah. 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 And I started acting and booking like guest, uh, guest appearances on shows like my wife and kids and, uh, another one called half and half, uh, which funny enough is now on, I think Hulu or something. Cause I was on there and I saw that they all, you know, I was thinking about those guest appearances that I did at like the first few acting jobs that I booked right after being Miss USA, like, oh, right. Great. Like within, within the first six months of moving here. And I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to get to see those because they're not on digital. Like they didn't transfer them digitally while well, they have. And I got to see like my first mm. acting <laughs> job ever, like a couple months ago. Um, but yeah. And like, I was, you know, I, I was doing well and I was excited for pilot season and my agent, William Morris called me and was like, Hey, like MTV is interested in you potentially being the next BJ. Would you be interested in that? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I rushed home every afternoon yeah. to watch Carson, you know, on TRL. And oh yeah, it, it was such a huge part of like my, you know, high school years. Right. And then college years, like I never missed TRL. And so to me, I was like, okay, it's not acting, but that would be friggin' rad. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm meeting Danny Villa and he's putting me on tape and sending it to New York and the whole process started. And, um, you know, before I knew it, I... You've flown out to New York. Yeah. Uh, screen test in the studio. So you did a screen test in the TRL studio. Was that overwhelming? I did. That, it was, was, that, it was overwhelming. You're it on was. the set. Like, this is like the show you're watching, rushing home yes. as you're winning your crowns and getting ready to be the powerful exec you you've turned into and then you end up like, wait, I'm right. I'm in it. It was crazy. I remember being on by myself. It was just me on the stage and turning around and looking out the window and seeing Times Square right outside and like, holy crap, that's the pit right there where all the kids scream with their signs. And like, it's just, yeah, it was super surreal. You know, sometimes I would walk with whoever it was, you know, that we were looking at and I'd go over to the window with them and point at people and wave at them. Um, because yeah. some people were afraid to do that. I'm like, no, this is the best part of being in the Concourse Studios. It's cool to think we all started off at MTV and we were all just like yeah. super odd in our own. And like when you think about oddballs, we really were yeah. <laughs> a group of people who were most likely to be at MTV. If yeah. you ask me, I knew theater. But being at so MTV funny. was not something that I thought um, I wanted to do growing up. It's not a channel that I watched growing up. It wasn't. Oh, you didn't even um, watch it? A show. <gasps> no, I, I like remote control. I watched that yes. growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Remote control. To be honest. Um, Yo, MTV yeah, raps. I, we, we didn't no? have cable. We didn't have cable in oh. our house for a really long time. And okay. I kind of grew up more playing video games than watching music videos. And I, you know, Ananda was a person who stopped me one day on the street at MTV and gave me a chance to ask a question. And long story short, I was yeah. like, I, I can bring some more people back. And, and it worked out. And um, I started bringing um, audience members in for certain shows. And then they needed me to cast certain things for Tom Green and then say, like, yeah, and those were sort of like, those were my shows that I moved up. But I never, I never thought I would work at MTV. I thought it was so cool. I'm not a cool person. I like my own unique things. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the words to a lot of pop songs, especially after working, I'm so mad at this, especially <laughs> after working at MTV, where I only know like the clean MTV version. Like I only know yeah. the clean lyrics to everything. Yeah, yeah. We, we would go out at night, you and I would go out at night to like the clubs and then we would hear the music and I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> that's, the, that's what they say. That's, so I didn't go to MTV because of the celebrities and I didn't understand 
pop culture and I really didn't know any piece of that. I just knew that what happened on MTV, people talked about. Mm-hmm. I knew that what happened on MTV, people would really talk about it. And this is before AOL music even started. So like things weren't yep. shared. It was true word of mouth. Yeah. My, my, like my friends from school were talking about like what I was doing at MTV. And I was like, how do you, how are you watching it? Like, oh, the Tom Green show's on air. I'm like, well, I know it's live because I had to do it last night until 11 o'clock. And like, I have my <laughs> perception, you know what I mean? My very limited Vinny Potasiva perception of it. I'm so blown away at, at the timing of our career that we got to be A, in Times Square when the people showed up, millions. Yeah. You're on really cool shows that people still talk about. And as, yeah. as if that's not enough, you got to launch a network. Yeah, that was really awesome. And it was super, like, in terms of, and I will say that, like, my culture was something that, you know, was very much a part of, was, was very, was alive in my household. You know, my friends would joke all the time that whenever they would walk through our front door, it was like they were in Puerto Rico, and then they would leave and they were back in America, (laughs) you know, because I mean, I, (laughs) I was in ESL classes till I was in fourth grade, I learned to speak Spanish first, and I learned English in school as if I were like an immigrant kid, you know, and that's how I grew up. And, um, you know, I didn't have like, I remember eating spinach for the first time when I met and start when I started dating my now husband, Matt, I went to his family's house and I was eating this spinach and I was like, this is so good. What is this? And they all, it was like, it was like, and they all looked at me and I'm like, no, for real. They were like, you've never eaten spinach before like that? Like sauteed spinach with like butter and garlic. And I was like, no, no but this is delicious. I'm like, Puerto Ricans don't eat sauteed spinach. Like, you know, we eat platanos <laughs> and rice and beans and fried fried chicken, like fried pork chops, you know? I'm like, that's what we eat. And yeah, and so, you know, cult- for culturally to be at MTV and then when MTV Tres launched and they asked me to like, be a part of that. I was like, yes, that's, it was just amazing because I think, you know, I'm always, I'm all, I'm still doing it. I'm still trying to like, you know, break stereotypes with, you know, back then it was, you know, with, with Latinos and, um, mm-hmm. and, and it's been amazing what like the black community has done. And I am still like waiting for that to happen with the Latin community. Um, yeah. Yeah, but like, but yeah, to your point, like to be able to help launch that was awesome with Carlos Santos, who's still a friend. You, I I love it. I love, by the way, Carlos gave Carlos is so funny. I remember his audition, I remember every joke he made. I literally (laughs) repeat them to like the last day. Like, I remember he was at the the end of a commercial break and he was like, you know, like, we'll be right back, stay back, stay tuned, whatever. And yeah. he was like, um, you know, stay tuned or don't, you know, we can keep it casual. Um, and if you decide you want to come back after four minutes, then, you know, come back. <laughs> that's the guy, but that's the stuff that, I'm yeah. you know, w- when you're playing audition reels in the Tony, when you're playing audition reels and in, in Lily or Tony or the executive's offices, um, any, anything that's different is good. Anything that, separates you from everyone else is doing any word i can put in there that makes them say oh did that was the xyz person or in your case oh that's susie she's got a lot of energy huh (laughs) (laughs) like i told you before i didn't set out to be a host you know i was focusing on acting and even when i was when i 
when my contract was up at MTV and I moved back to LA, I focused, continued focus on acting again, but the hosting opportunities just kept coming to me and they were all great jobs on great networks. You know, I mean, I've hosted and done things as a host, as Susie, um, on so many different platforms, right. And uh, had a, two radio shows or three radio shows at MTV, you know, through MTV radio. And then I hosted Randy Jackson's hit list with Randy Jackson. Like I was, I got to hang out in the studio with Randy every Thursday and we recorded our show, dude, it was so fun. So like all the opportunities that came after MTV because of how visible I was and because, you know, I was allowed to be me and to love. I mean, I love people. I love talking to people. I always have. I used to get in trouble all the time. I was in detention constantly when I was a kid because I couldn't shut up. And my mom would just, you know, get another note from the school. Uh, you know, Susie has detention tomorrow. And she's like, Susie, again, why can't you just shut up and just listen to, to the teacher? I'm like, mom, it's boring. It was boring. And so when I got my MTV job, I called my mom in tears. And I was like, mom, they're going to pay me to talk. <laughs> like, that's my job, to talk. <laughs> I said, see, all those detentions were just like practice for what I was going to end up doing. And it's like the harder I've tried to act, the more the universe is like, no, you should be a host. And when I start to think about it, and that, you know, what you said earlier was, uh, I have to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, because that's the biggest compliment anybody can ever give me, you know, for as a host is that people are not intimidated by me, they feel comfortable around me, I've gotten celebrities to uh, say things about their personal lives, you know, how producers I, I, I did some work yeah. for the entertainment news uh, shows, right? So like, I've done stuff for entertainment tonight, extra and the insider, you know, I, I'll never forget. They sent me to a press junket to ask Charlize Theron questions. And one of the, you know, she was dating Sean Penn at the time. And they wanted me to ask her questions about her and Sean. And I'm like, you guys, the producer, I'm at, I'm at ET. And I'm like, the she's not going to, she's going to go tell me to fly a kite, you know, like, or she's just going to sit there and look at me like I'm an idiot. She doesn't talk about her personal life. Do you know that she answered my question? I love like, that. yeah. And in the moment, I was shocked. I asked it because I was like, eh, maybe she's feeling good today, even though I've never heard her talk about. And she meant the first thing out of her mouth was that she didn't want to, you know, she didn't talk about personal things. And, uh, and then a joke was made and we started laughing and she was like, well, you know, but the truth of the matter is that everything's great. And, and I was like, holy shit, she answered my question, right? And we got our soundbite for like my segment. And I just, you know, I was, I, I was like proud of myself. And like, I patted myself on the back because I feel like, um, you know, that's a, that's a, a feedback that I get often from, from folks is that, you know, how comfortable they are around me. And I think it's because I truly do love people and I love talking to them and connecting with them. And, because of that natural love that I have, I think that makes me a better host. And I also yeah. think that it, you know, when some people could be really forceful asking a celebrity a personal question, um, you know, I kind of come at it in a real human way and put myself in their shoes. And, um, and sometimes they end up answering the questions and the producers are happy. <laughs> I love that. And it's not, you know, like your job is not, you've got someone in your ear, you've got someone holding cards sometimes, or you've got a script yeah. that we're going over two seconds before we go live, or you've got me on the corner and you're like, why is Vinny on set? What's going on? 
Yeah, who's getting recast or does his sister in the audience? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> Always my sister in the audience, by the way, is the answer. Um, yeah. uh, but I, I can't imagine um, all the energy that goes on, right? And then as the host, it's it gets siphoned literally all through you. And everything about that last hour of rehearsal and, and things going wrong and the lights going off and then all that energy has to go away. Cause yeah. when you hit record, none of that happened. And mm-hmm. you have this ability, just you're just you show up, you're present. Maybe yeah. it's a loud house where you're like, I don't have to scream to be heard. In fact, I'm gonna talk like this until you all stop talking and then yeah. listen and <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to say this cause it's funny. Um, I, 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 it may have been my coach, my, my like pageant days <laughs> that great. also, that Secret also, skillset. yeah, yeah, totally. That also taught me how to be super present because, you know, in order to not fall flat on your face when you're in the top five at Miss USA or answering yeah. questions on a live show, you know, at Miss universe, uh, you have to stay present, like staying present, being in the moment, really listening to what the question is that it's being asked is like, that's how you, that's what's going to determine if you're going to sink or swim. And it's sort of the same when you're, you know, in that situation as, as a host, um, whether you're, whether you're interviewing, connecting with the viewers at home or connecting with the, with all the kids in the studio. Like to me, that was so special, like to, to be able to do that on a daily basis. And these kids, the kids in the audience were the best. They were like such fans, right? I mean, they would wait in line outside in the rain and the snow, whatever the weather was, they were waiting outside. They couldn't wait to get in. Some of them, I recognize their faces because they would come in all the time. They were like locals in New York or New Jersey. And, uh, you know, and they'd come in and, and they would yell out like, I love you. You know, like they told us that they loved us, which to me was like, that's a, like, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me, but you're telling me you love me. And like, you know, that it's interesting because that's really when also when I realized what, uh, how influential I could be and how my personal choices, right. And what was written up about me in us weekly or whatever, like how my choices could either positive, you know, be how I could be a positive influence to these kids, you know, that, that watched us every single day and would come in to the studio as well. And, and that was actually, they were my inspiration to write my book. I wrote my book in 2007, right after I left MTV because of that, because I, I'll never forget the day that, you know, there was this young girl, she was probably like 12 and she was in the audience. And when I walked up, you know, into on the stage right before the show was going to go live, um, she was like, Susie, I love you. And I was like, Oh, I love you too. You know? And I'm like, this is like, this is crazy. Like, you know, this kid feels this connection to me. You know, yeah. what can I do? For, what can I do for her? Confidence <laughs> is queen. Is that the name of the book? Confidence is queen. Yeah. yeah. And did you get, did you come into MTV with the same amount of confidence that, that you left with? No, hundred percent. No, I'll never yeah. forget. I, I used to like poop my pants. I, or, or at least I wanted to every time before. And, and it was Caduce one time. Cause I was like, I was like dissecting hosting on TRL. Right. And like in my head, like, and making it way more yeah. complicated. And Caduce was like, I remember I was hosting with him one day and he was like, Susie, we're not curing cancer. This isn't CNN. Like we're not reporting hard news. Like 
have fun. You know, he's like, let's just go out there and have a good time. And I'm like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> but yeah, no, the more, and then I kind of did an exercise too, Vinny, um, where early on at MTV, where I, you know, I would go watch after I would DVR my, you know, MTV TRL and, or TiVo back when TiVo was a thing, yeah. remember? <laughs> and and then I'd go back to my apartment and I'd watch the episode. And whenever I was just myself, right? Not the Susie that was on the on the casting tape, just mm. me. And I watched it and I was like, oh, that's kind of boring. Like I wasn't, it, I wasn't excited to watch, you know, as a, as a viewer. Hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, when I go back to work tomorrow, I'm going to like elevate it and like add some more energy and see what that looks like. And I did that and I watched it and I was like, okay, that's better. And then the next day I went and I elevated even a little more. And then I, I kind of found where my energy needed to be, like where my personality needed to be in order for it to be fun to watch. And, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I just, I really, I really cared in the, in the beginning when I got there, my confidence level was like, no, no, no. Like I, I, part of me felt like I have no business being here right now. Like I've never hosted before that, you know, that was my first hosting job. We all kind of had some of that, like uh, imposter syndrome there. Cause For sure. not- and we were all so- like in our early twenties too, right. So you're figuring out life and who you really are and you're doing it all like, you know, for the VJs, it's like, you're doing it all in the public eye and yeah. that's, you know, that's scary. And like, you know, we were talking about earlier how, you know, New York city is a, sometimes a really hard place to live. Right. And in there, there takes a, a you have to be a strong person, right? And kind of have some sort of sense, a good sense of self, even if you're still trying to figure it out because um, you're so young. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it takes a certain level of strength and confidence to live in a city like New York when you're from a small town. You've been listening to I Have a Podcast with me and Susie Castillo. Tune into part two of this incredible conversation. And in our next episode, Susie shares some of the opportunities she's had to bring her culture into the mainstream and the challenges and obstacles she's had to overcome to get there. Thanks for listening to I Have a Podcast. For more information about today's episode, visit us at IHaveAPodcast.com. If you like what you've heard, follow us or subscribe to be notified of our next episode. And we appreciate any kind reviews.